0: You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission—it's to help ten thousand runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. Today, we talk with Megs Calhane. One of Megs' favorite sayings is, motivation builds on motivation, which is awesome. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, I am very excited to have a friend of mine, Megs Cal- I Sorry, Megs, you just... Hain. To, right. Hane. I've, I've known you for years and i can't say your surname well you please still
1: remember me as richardson
0: exactly well that's easier to say Meg richardson it. that's fine yeah but that's not her married name
1: <laughs> no worries with me
0: welcome megs it's, i'm so excited to have you here because um you're such a uh in my mind such a stalwart of of just getting out there and and having a go and getting physical and and you know making the most of your body with movement, whether it's running or or other types of movement. Um, So I'm just really excited because I know you have lots of wisdom to share. Um, (laughs) Where we're going to start, though, is where did you grow up? Where did you tell me a bit about that? Because stuff I don't really know that much about your.
1: Yeah, okay. I grew up in Hobart and um, I moved to Launceston to start uni to do um, a degree in um, Bachelor of Education and majoring in PE and health. Uh and so yeah moved up here when I was you know 19 and did have plans to move back to Hobart when um when the opportunity arose but um I got my first job here and while I was at uni I was studying to be a fitness instructor as well and I got my qualifications and started instructing and it all just sort of happened from there I started Fit and Kiki and met my husband here and so, stay here
0: and I system. Yeah, it's kind of like, wow. Because if you think about somebody, you know, like a personal trainer type person who gets people fit mm-hmm. uh, in Launceston, you're the first person that comes to mind for many of us, especially people <laughs> of my age, anyway, <laughs> I
1: think. Yeah. Well, look, as I said when I first started out, probably Mark um, Connolly was probably one of the only other ones doing mobile sort of fit yeah. business. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, really, yeah, I was probably the first sort of female in Launceston doing that style mm-hmm. of business. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's always been lots of gyms around and lots of options in Launceston, but I think obviously now there's just so it's expanded in so many ways about the types of fitness people can access and and all, all I think, utilizing beautiful spaces and mm-hmm. um, people creating all these safe spaces and using the natural environment to really. Um, enhance the experience Mm. of being active in launceston Mm, it's perfect so going back a bit
0: when you were at school what were you like like sporty wise were you into all of the sport
1: or yeah i did i did lots of different sports growing up you know netball and Mm -hmm. um tennis and squash and and i always loved um you know the athletics and the swim carnivals and the cross country and i did always really like to run, um, and always, yeah, kind of was one of those those kids that enjoyed the cross country season. And so I've probably always been lucky in a sense that it's been something I've enjoyed and that yeah. I got value from, you know, intrinsically about how it made me feel. Um, mm. But a turning point was probably having one of my teachers at school. Um, her name was Di Barnes, and she came to my school as a, a science teacher, and she was. Um, she was a very um, capable and decorated sort of runner herself. And she took on the cross country team and um, became my um, running coach um, while I was at school and really set some really, um, I guess, um, not disciplined, but some sort of helped me establish, you know, where that might fit in my life and how that might take place. But she was a, a, an absolutely fantastic mentor for me and a oh. very A very influential person in my life at at that stage, you know, someone I really, um, really valued um, then and 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 even more so now as you you know go through life and you realise the sliding door moments in life that you have.
0: Yeah, so pivotal moments.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always active, always enjoyed it, always Mm. loved the sort of team element as well as the individual um, element of sports. Um, And lucky that I had very very supportive parents who who love to see us active and we're very happy to um, ferry us around and be supportive and encouraging of that. And a school that was, had a lot of school spirit and, and again, yeah. endorsed, you know, all of, all of that side of things. So you have siblings then? Yes, I have an siblings. older sister. She was yeah. staying active life of sport and then a younger sister who's 10 years younger who who's really not been that um, involved in in the the fitness side of mm-hmm. things it was never a big team sport person but she's a very was a very very good dancer and she has her own okay. dance schools in Hobart so her oh, wow. activity is very different to ours but nonetheless she is um, been very very um successful in what she's done and 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 very passionate and loves it so we we kind of all share these passions but in different ways yeah so still like that movement passion for movement moving yeah your day, and I, just yeah, yeah and so. that teaching element I guess like I said she's yeah. a dance teacher and um so I think we've yeah it's it's been something we've all enjoyed you know in terms of um yeah, the friends you make and a whole range of you know of elements mm-hmm. that we all
0: why do you think your family is um, like that? Why do you think your family is particularly, you know, there's three of you and you all have some kind of movement stuff that you've taken forward into your adult lives as well. Um, well? Do you think there is there any, you know, were your parents in somehow? Well,
1: my my mum wasn't particularly active. She enjoyed sort of going for walks, but she wasn't. My dad was from a very sporting family. In fact, my great grandfather was actually um, selected in the Australian cricket team. Oh wow! And, and but at that stage of life you know that was back in the days where you paid your own way to get to england to play you know on a boat you know and, and his family simply couldn't afford it and he you know he had the opportunity to to do that and so sporting family but i think just sometimes again it's at the school you're at or the coaches or yeah. the people you come across and and so my school is again a sporting school and um and um yeah i'm not yeah, I'm not good think actually to be honest, it was any that dissimilar to a lot of my yep. friends. And um, and I think you just, you know, I've recognized in my friends the ones who are really arty and the ones who are really into drama and the ones who are really into yeah. outdoor ed versus the ones who are into sort of traditional sports. So I think again, there's environmental and um um and genetic is it, yeah. Right yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, all of those, yeah. Yeah, yep, nature versus nurture stuff that comes into play. Just all kind of worked. It's interesting just because the couple of the people that I've talked
0: to who were quite good at running and sports when they were kids, um, often one of their parents was actually also quite, you know, into it. And so that example, so we talked yes. about you know, the example that's provided and whether that, you know, how much of an influence that had on their you know getting yeah. out the door and doing things apart from just school sport you know that they actually yeah it for their own I mean
1: role modeling is obviously yeah. really important and I mean I probably would never have picked squash as a sport except yeah my dad played it my yeah. older sister played it and and so it, w- it was a natural progression to do that I think you know if we look at um in our family um our kids are heavily into surf life saving and that's a result of us spending lots of time at Bridport, Bridport joining the club and and then all four of us enjoying what what that represents being Mm. part of that club and so our you know kids have yeah picked that sport up and Mm. so again I think there is a natural regression when when people um are in a family about what they might you know yeah um pick up and and go with you
0: know even you know as an extension of that being a mother as well um Mm. it was one of the things that it wasn't why I run or why I started running Mm. um it was but it was a, a something I would think about I'm thinking. Well, if hmm. my my kids can see me get out of the car and run the rest of the way to somewhere we we're going, then yeah, that's an example to them that even as an adult, you know, sport or you know, deliberate movement can be part of your life. It's not just for yeah kids at school.
1: Yeah, I think you you know, there's lot. I think your motivations over the years for why you might do any type of exercise right. vary, and certainly for me, I've I found that I, I my mean, my motivations have very different to how they were even 10 years ago but you know I definitely still want to be a role model and I actually just want to be able to keep up with my kids you know I want to you know last Sunday Grace and I wanted to go and participate in the women's five and to do that together and you know be part of um, you know that fundraising and awareness and and part of that event so definitely role modeling is important and and you just want to be around don't you I always think well I don't want to be on the sidelines I want to be part of things, I want to be joining in, I want to be that's privy to having a body that's yeah, I want to have privy to my body that keeps up with with um as much as I can as, as time goes on. Yeah, totally. Okay. When you're
0: at uni, I know it's probably a tricky question, well not a tricky question. I hadn't thought about mm. it like this, but because you were already doing a you're doing a physical education um type mm-hmm. of thing at uni. So I guess it was encouraged that you would be more sporty. Because often I ask a question about especially people who've, who've been to uni how that how they fitted in the exercise if they did on top of the study left lo- study loads. But for you, I yeah. guess, it was, was it different there because that was part of your study load, I guess, in a way. They well, sort of there.
1: active at uni with exactly. some prac units. But to be honest, which is mortifying oh. <laughs> in my own mind to admit and to uh, um, to imagine. But I actually had a year or two when I first moved to Launceston where I did very little. You know, I, I actually stopped running and lost lost fitness, and I um. I mean, I guess when I look back, I really didn't want to move away, and I, mm. I, um, I actually struggled. You know, I spent the first sort of one or two semesters actually begging mum and dad to let me quit and go home, no. and um, yeah, no, I was really. Um, really wasn't enjoying it but I'm so glad that they said no no you stick that out for a year at least and see how that pans out and of course you know as as most things in life it, it, it was one of the best um things I've ever done is gain the independence get my degree yeah. get my fitness yeah. qualifications but um yeah so I actually had a year or two where I did very little I think you know, I joined a netball team and mm-hmm. and did played squash again picked squash up but I didn't start running again till about probably third year uni. And again, it was just that thing of it going, oh, that's what's been missing. I needed to do this, you know, to um, keep that sense of self, keep fit, sleep better, eat better, feel better about myself. And um, yeah, study better, all of it. So, you know, I, I look back and think, wow, I don't, I'm not sure how I managed to actually just not feel I remember feeling kind of disgusting actually going well I just feel really unfit and really I'm not enjoying how this is making me feel so yeah (laughs)
0: that's interesting because you know a lot of people would say um that at uni because it's so stressful especially depending on the degree that they're doing of course but I think all of it is pretty stressful with your, your deadlines and stuff like that um and but that realization that when I'm out Doing, whether it's running or some other kind of physical mm. exercise um it makes everything else
1: seem easier if that yes so just well smoother, i think that's can think i think if and- you talk to anyone who loves their exercise or their music or their drama, whatever mm. it is it brings a cathartic is cathartic for them mm. that the the you know the resounding thing that always keeps them going or or ensures that it's part of their routine is the way it makes them feel and I guess in my job you know in the fitness industry Mm I always say to people the thing that is going to keep you going and the thing that will provide the motivation I say motivation builds on motivation because you know, it's the way something makes you feel that will keep you coming back and it is the way that something makes you feel that will always be the biggest motivator for doing it, you know, whether it's a sense of accomplishment or, yeah, the fact that you know you drink more water or mm. you eat better or the fact that, you know, it's the friends you've made or how, but it's it's predominantly a, a feeling, um, you know, and you can't argue with those endorphins running around your body, <laughs> you, you know, they they're they're free-flowing and if they're, they're you know if you're getting those a result of exercise that's always going to be something that um is going to be a powerful powerful role in in and keeping motivating. you keeping you wanting to move yeah so mm. you strike me as someone who has the
0: opportunity to do lots of different kinds of exercise i mean you've already talked about the fact that you guys are in the surf um, life saving down at Bridport, for example. Yeah, let me so. clarify
1: there. I do the ocean swims <laughs> <laughs> and not much else. I'm not too flash on the beach. I'm pretty sure if I tried any of the beach uh, sprints or flags, I'd pull a hammy. But um, yeah, like, yeah, our family, yeah, even Pete likes to compete and, and do do the range of events. But yeah, sorry. Oh, well, that's carry really on. cool. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> I didn't want to put it out there that I was, uh, you know.
0: The, the question is why do you choose running when you choose running? As your form of exercise, and I know you've had ups and downs with it, with injuries and all sorts mm. of stuff over the years. You always come. Do you always come back, back to running, or why do you choose yeah, running as, as your modus? Uh, form of exercise?
1: Multitude of reasons. You know, sometimes it's a, it's the practical elements. It's it's easy to do from wherever you go.
0: Mm-hmm. It, you know,
1: it's a pair of sand shoes and that that philosophy of I don't need much to do it. Mm. So practically, it's time effective. You know, we have a crappy winter time here where it's it's easy to get out and run than it is to yeah. do anything else. In a sense, you know, you can't ride in the in the wind, and you you know, you can't. It's not very pleasant. So, um, those practical elements. But again, I think it's um, it was always for me something that made me feel good about myself, and it's it's always been something it's been the biggest stress release. I always feel much freer after a run I feel like I've cleared my head I've um allowed myself an opportunity to de-stress and then I guess when I was running a lot and running um um being able to feel like I'd be I could be not competitive but I could Um, train for events and do my best at events back then it was there was more a competitive element to it about what can I do what is my body capable of you know let's set some goals and yeah let's get some achieve some goals here let's you know see what you can do a marathon in let's you know see how far you can run and how fast but you know clearly as you know your motivations change over the years and as time's gone on more and more of it has become about Um, the stress release and the time out and the friends I've made, you know, the the beautiful friendships and um, the opportunity again to run in beautiful places and to make running, you know, has become more about experiences now. So how fantastic you can book an event and go and you go away with, you know, a group of friends for a weekend and enjoy a whole weekend of experiences as opposed to just run Um, but I think essentially it's because it makes me feel grounded it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my health it makes me feel like I'm still um that I'm still challenging myself and I really yeah it is vital it's it's good it's been a very important part of my mental health over the years and it makes me feel like if I can keep a you know, base level of fitness through running, but then mentally, you know, have the opportunity, as said, to um, to keep myself, um, you know, keep the endorphins flowing, keep keep yeah. the stress levels down. Um, then then I'll always do it. Um, but yeah, it's you kind of know in your head, and you can articulate why you do it. But when you think about it that way, I think it it also just becomes something you become very attached to, isn't it? It's like your yeah. children, you know. You don't want to give up something that brings you joy, and you, you'll always try and maintain that and try and move with the times and and have a level of acceptance that it will the relationship with it will change. Mm. You know, for me, the relationship with running has changed a huge amount over the last how many years, and and I still in a sense experience a bit of grief with the fact that I can't actually do yeah. the type of running that I want to do based on some injuries and issues mm-hmm. but I'm determined that you you concentrate on what you can do rather than what you can't do and, and said and, and enjoy the experiences that, that come with it one of the things we talk about a bit
0: in the podcast is identity and it's around everything that you just said then and especially mm. for people who really identify heavily as runners and then they have some kind of injury that stops them mm. from running for a little while or maybe a bit longer. And how to deal with that. And maybe it is, as you said, I think very healthily there, the ways you can think about it and, you know, reframe it and and perhaps you're not just a runner, you're just you're somebody who likes to exercise and stay healthy and and you know, there's other sort of frames you can where running is encompassed in that identity, but it isn't the entire identity.
1: No. You know, so I, yeah. Kind of... I, w- I wouldn't call myself a runner anymore. I kind of go, oh, I'm a plotter and I like to get out <laughs> there and I still want to be part want to want to run and keep that running fitness up and enjoy the benefits of it. But I now I'm very much in my head realize that, you know. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I would have gone out for a run with the sole purpose of, you know, I want to run that far or this time yeah. or whereas now, you know, sometimes I'm not even looking at the watch, you know, sometimes I'm not even, you know, I'm not worried about that at all. Generally speaking, it's more about the other things that come that come with it, you know. So, yeah, it is reframing it in your head. And so I do have moments still where I go, I really miss being able to run like that or being able to do that or not having to make it my body choosing for me in a sense what i can and can't do but i i still feel eternally grateful that i can put on a pair of sand shoes and walk out the door and and go for a run and i always think there's someone always worse off you know i think gosh people sort of say oh i don't want to get up in the morning and run early or whatever and i think well there's people lying in a hospital bed or with a medical condition that is not their, you know not their fault that they've got that that, that choice is removed from them. And so I always think, well, if you've got a choice, you know, it's like COVID. I don't know about you, but I've had, you know, times over the last year I've just thought, oh, I feel so lucky that I'm not in lockdown. I get oh, to go. How lucky are we? Yeah, I don't get to go out and go for a run or, I mean, I know they're allowed an hour of exercise, but, you know, it might be within five kilometres of the house. So I think if you can reframe things in your head and set a glass half full approach, I guess, you know, you have to take in life because, I said, you know, we're blessed here.
0: Totally. I can remember I saw you the weekend before COVID um, became mm. a thing for us <laughs> and we were all talking yeah. about, oh,
1: this will go away.
0: And within a mm. week we were like,
1: oh, no, yeah, like, yeah. oh, what happened? Yeah, having to. <laughs> and, and I think COVID actually for a lot of people has been a really, in Tasmania, not necessarily mm. in other parts of the world or other parts of Australia, but, you know, COVID has actually, I you know, really allowed people to focus on, how lucky we are here and to really bring it back to so those things. So when COVID was on and I remember when you could only go running with one other person. Yeah. And yeah. so instead of going with a group of people that you used to meeting, we we would have this rotational system. We were, oh, all yeah. right, I'll, I'll yeah. meet with so-and-so that week and it's my turn to go with so-and-so the week after. And it really heightened um, friendships, you know, in a sense yeah. of, you know, getting back to going, you, you know, to really that communication with someone in an hour you know an hour run because that's all you got that was all you had and you know so I I think it's actually you know was a very powerful tool in for a lot of people to recognize you know how lucky we've been in 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 Launceston in particular it's probably a little bit like when you
0: do have an injury too in that it's you, you really miss your running when you can't run you know yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah you really. Yeah. so when someone says you can only run for an hour or whatever they're yeah. you can are. only go
1: this yeah exactly but now
0: I want to run a marathon every day Why yeah
1: oh no I wouldn't go that far <laughs> let's, let's not get excited but yeah no I think you know it, it's really important to uh, I, I've i I've said a lot within you know within the fitness side of my work you know that you know, if you've got a body that is capable and willing and able, then take advantage of it Because as I said, it's, it, we, we privileged to have that. That's so many people where, um, you know, they get some awful disease or they're unwell, or they've got, you know, something that prevents them from having that choice. And so I like to always remind myself that I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm healthy yeah. and have the option. Yeah.
0: Um, now I know I can remember going running with Meg's rich Meg's Richards before <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> course I completely home. <laughs> lost on that now um, before I was gonna say before children like I oh. can remember running with you and I was talking about I think I might have only had a couple of kids at that stage instead of the five I've had now maybe I had. Anyway, I can remember running with you and, and we were like talking and you were you know asking questions about kids and then I remember when you you know you got <laughs> pregnant with Grace and stuff and it was quite interesting yeah anyway, how did you go like that changes when you go when you're a runner and quite a good runner or regular runner whatever it doesn't really matter what terms you put around it and then your your life changes because this little person comes along it's one thing to be a runner and and even you know with a partner and all of that and but there's this little person that stops you doing well you just have to change things and and mix it up a bit and there are a lot of people who will listen to this um, podcast who are having I know quite a few of them already who are having babies Mm. at the moment and it's like how they how they deal with that and come back and and stay as a runner and and just
1: yeah how did you yeah I Well, I, you know, literally that six-week check came around and I, you know, check-up and clearance and I was out the door because I just couldn't wait to get back and have some time out. And I never, I think once I tried taking the pram, but for me going for a run was about time out for me. So really, it was not something I I did. And mm-hmm. I would, I learned to go at all sorts of the time, your time of day to, to get a run in and, and to be really flexible about that and adaptable. And, um, you know, so it varied a lot about when I could go and, um, I'm lucky. I have a very supportive husband who, I think, rather selfishly, would think she's. We're all better off if she's been for a run. So let's make sure we support this notion. It's not,
0: that's not um, the first time that's been said on this
1: podcast. Yeah, so it was probably in his best interest to be a supportive husband. But you know, I did all sorts of things. You know, it might be dropping Grace up to him at lunchtime to go for a run from his workplace, or you know, going early in the morning in between a breastfeed, mm-hmm. or. Going at six o'clock at night, you know, if I was having some maternity leave, not working or uh, I just got used to um, and I and I even I would resort to um, doing things that like if Pete went away, for example, for work for a couple of days, I would actually pay a babysitter to come. You know, to Mm -hmm. to be able to either work, like it might have been sometimes I'd pair it with um, work. I might go, right, I'll just go and take one session and then I'll put another bit of time on the other end of that for me to go for a run. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use strategies like that. And and I think because we saw it as a priority in our family, Mm -hmm. well, both for Pete and I, to be able to do our exercise because it's something we enjoy and, and obviously feel like we need then yeah we would just I guess about be planned and organized about yeah. about how we might achieve that um so after having grace I mean I started training within I think it was six well less than six months I was you know ready to I wanted to do a marathon I wanted to see what I could do and I wanted to be able to have a chance to do something for me because yeah. as much yeah. as I love becoming a mum I really felt like I needed something that was mine and yeah yeah, Yeah. so that that was really good because it gave me an impetus to to make sure I was you know getting out and training and and doing some things but um you're not sure if that helps other people not everyone is is blessed um to have the flexibility in their working day with partner and so and things like that to make that work that's where I think you have to think outside the square a little bit and Mm. really you know and then, as obviously as children get older, it gets a little easier because it might be that they go into daycare and you, you again, leave. You know, I used to put a time aside, so if I was working and our kids were in care, I would allocate an, still an hour, for example, to make sure it could fit in a run. Um, yeah. in that time frame, that or planning
0: I'd... is very important, I think, because I think yeah, it's planning, you don't, yeah. Think ahead when when that, that run going to happen this week or in those runs yeah. happen this
1: week? Yeah, um, and I think you happen. you're lucky if you can work through. um I mean i I don't. I've never really had needed a huge amount of sleep, so I, as exhausted as I was, but even if I'd been up through the night breastfeeding, I could usually still work through fatigue or knowing that even though I it would feel almost really difficult to go if I was really tired that it would still make me feel better for going so yeah. I'd rather fatigue from a run in a sense yeah. than the fatigue from I've had no sleep but I, I've got no energy because I haven't done anything yeah so you kind of got to fight that a little bit I think but I you know it's a bit like now I really try if I've got a friend and most of my friends obviously have had their children are past that phase but you know, sometimes if I know someone's just had a baby, you know, I'll try really hard to extend the, the, you know, the invitation. So if you ever need to go for a run or go do some jobs, whatever it is, call me, I, you know, I've got I'll an come, hour. I'll, I'll, I'll come around, you know, because I remember that was something I really valued when a couple of people would do that for yeah. me. You know, they'd say, yeah. do you need a run? i go, yep. Yeah. Yes. All right, we'll drop yes. race around or drop Harry or, yeah. Have, <laughs> oh, really? You know, I feel, yeah, you got be- A few of the mums have said,
0: you know, just like you, it was that me time. Like they just yeah. needed yeah. those moments to go for a run because it really was their me time.
1: Yeah. And good. I think it's super important. I think people uh, I'm going to be really, you have to really care about how you phrase it, but I think sometimes people, um they're so devoted to their children and they love their children. And they put their children first as we should, but it's very easy in a sense, if you get out of habit of exercising to use your children almost as an excuse. Oh no, I can't, as yeah. opposed to I need to be not selfish, but I need to do this for me. So I'm going to be a better mom, a better partner, a better person, a bit of mm-hmm. better version of myself. So, you know, I actually think more mums need to put yeah. that perspective on it as opposed to, oh, I'm being a bad mum by going or my your children won't suffer. You know, <sighs> they'll benefit from you being an active a person with more energy who's in a better mood. Um, and you know, and will probably spend more quality time with your children as a result of doing something for yourself and having feeling like you've had some time out as opposed to spending loads and loads and loads all your time with children. It's not always quality, you know. True. Yeah. You know, so I'd love for people to turn the narrative around on that a little bit and so, and not make the children the center of their universe, you know. <laughs> the the time, analogy the,
0: I've I've heard sometimes. for that is which works really well for that mm. is um it's just like on the plane when they talk about um the, you give yourself the oxygen first and then
1: yes the ch- your exactly. children and,
0: and others that need help um yeah and not- then you
1: adapt you know mm. you know your children different phases cope with different things and you know I remember after I had Grace and I was going back to work and um, we were just like we're just going to have to see how this goes And am mm. saying when we had how is this going to work you know in terms of the hours are not you know, your usual hours and um, and so, you know, you adapt it if, and change it and, and find another way around it if, 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 if one thing doesn't work at one phase of life, you know, in one phase of life. So how long have you had your business for?
0: Uh, I've
1: had in kicking, kicking 22 years now. Wow. Um, so a long time and, um, you know, in that time lots of changes in the industry mm-hmm. um, but also, yeah, seen lots of reasons or lots of, people motivated by different things to exercise Mm. as well. Mm. Um, That's not all you do though now. No, I've been a marriage celebrant for around uh, eight or nine years, and a funeral celebrant for about five or six. Wow! And so my days are varied. Yeah, no, like in any one day, I can start my day with fitness, and then and then um, have a funeral, perhaps, or a funeral meeting, or a wedding meeting, or a wedding. Our Saturdays typically fitness in the morning and wow. weddings in the afternoon kind of scenario. So. Um, yeah I put different hats on through the day mm, and mm. Um, but again you know you ask about that running question I, I I would not I would never in a sense or uh, well, not never gonna say I would I'm very um, wary of when I'm going and doing things like a funeral that I've exercised in the morning to mm. clear my head and make sure that I feel like I'm focused and and again I've had that time out for myself and just that not um, just that level of um, feeling like you've just gone. <sighs> okay, hot shower now and coffee and yeah. let's yeah. get on with it. Mm. Yeah. I
0: love that. What made you choose um, to what what made you want to go and do the celebrancy stuff?
1: Well I've just always I guess I've always loved celebrations and I love the um I love the meaning behind ceremonies, whether it's a funeral or a baby naming. Um, ceremony or a wedding and then um and I did share an office when I was teaching with Dee Potter who is a celebrant Ah, obviously I don't don't know if that's what tweaked it but I was just very very um I just always loved it I loved I loved obviously you see people on the happiest days and then you see people on really difficult days and I've I've just always felt like it was really really important to um to celebrate all aspects of life, from beginning, end and, and middle. And and I suppose because I'm not shy and I don't mind being around people and I, I love writing, so I really, you know, if you'd asked me what I might have done if I hadn't been a teacher or in the fitness industry, I probably would have said something like journalism. I love writing, so that process for me is really, really enjoyable. So I love writing ceremonies, yeah. Huh, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I've married quite a few couples now that... Um, I know through fitness, and they do yes. things really do cross over. And there's always a running joke you're going to make them run up to the top of the mountain tomorrow. It's like, no, I don't know. I want to be in a dress too, you know. So
0: I think our fitness joke around that is Simon and I walked to the top of Barn Bluff,
1: and yes. it was,
0: and he. He asked me to marry him at the top of Barn Bluff, but he's, I beat yes. him to the top. And he said, you know, <laughs> if you hadn't beaten me to the top, I wasn't going to ask you because you wouldn't be strong enough to put up with me.
1: <laughs> oh, he, had it all anyway, out, he said he had it all
0: sorted out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It so funny. I, th- I think it's like anything. You just find things in life, don't you, in your partner, that things yeah. like that. I, I love scenarios like that with people, you know, you, you've got a common interest of, of being active and your jobs and those things. And, yeah. you know, you, you find those commonalities with people and they become your people, don't they? You know, that's people right. you enjoy that's running right. with or people you, um, yeah, yeah it's, it, cool. it's a joy. It's joy, joy to live in a place where the connections are so strong and so easy to make. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, so, all this running, we haven't really talked about the kind of running you like. Where do you like to run? What sort of running do you like to do? You like road trails, both?
1: Uh, I don't love trail running. I find I'm not very confident on the trails, and I, I feel like I'm going to trip and do an injury, and so I don't love the trails. But I love, I do love what they stand for. Like I do think being out on the trails is really again cathartic and mm. and great to be able to. Um, take advantage of them especially when they're so close to the CBD in Launceston oh, that's and for me trail running kind of really is more come about the trail runs I have done which is limited but is because of the friends that I run with and I, I don't want to miss out I don't want to miss out in the company I don't want to miss that's out fear on, of missing out again mix yeah <laughs> the FOMO's big in our group um and and the enjoyment of um I do really enjoy tra- trying to like nature and i know that sounds silly but i'm not they joke in our group about me trying to glorify with nature it's like i'm going to go glorify with nature you know to try and appreciate it because i'm you know and that's really important and fresh air and all of those things so i'm not a big trail runner and i'm not good at it um i'm very slow and cumbersome and and um i find that interesting
0: because i would have thought that you'd be because isn't your husband is like all over the nature
1: yeah, he loves it. I just thought that we'd be spending our weekends bushwalking. No, I know that's uh,
0: not, like I was, I'm pretty sure you're no, not. Like not me at all. I like that
1: kind of stuff. <laughs> to, yeah, no, I like to exercise and come home to a shower and a coffee, but um. <laughs> Yeah, so no, I'm not great at trail running. I said, My knees, um, because I, I do have a lot of grief with my knees, I I find trail running difficult from the, the downhills or rocky terrain and those things is um, uneven surfaces and things. Yeah, it it sort it hurts a bit and it it puts me on edge a bit that I'll do my knee. But yeah. um, so probably in that reason, I never really relaxed doing it. But mm-hmm. but uh, road, run road running, sorry, is obviously easy and accessible and. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess what I've always known, but if you can get a bit of a mix of that or, and I used to love running hills. I used to love, but now, yeah, I've gotten a lot slower and find hills a lot harder to do, so they're not as enjoyable as they used. Because you used to, to get it over with quicker, do you think? that's? Like- <laughs> uh, no, I used to kind of feel quite strong on hills and I used, yeah. to, or I used to like the, the challenge of them. And yeah. um, so I still love going up Mount Barrow. I still yeah. love all of those things, but I just, I've had to adjust my expectations in my head of how long it will take or how, how much harder it will be, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, no, look, I'll, I mean, I just enjoy said running for the, the outcome of, you know, how it will make me feel and as it's time effective and it's usually with, you know, in the company of great people and, and in nice places.
0: When's the Mount Barrow run? When's
1: this the- year it's October the 24th. So same day as Bernie 10 actually, which is a bit of a shame, yeah. but um. Can't yeah, help so, it these days.
0: We clash all the
1: time. It's I like- know, because we didn't want to clash with Bridport Fun Run either. And um, oh. and I, we always like to try and keep Mount Barrow in the month of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm trying, and I'm just trying to avoid, we moved the date. It was originally another date, November 7th. That we, I moved it to because I didn't want it to um, have three weeks in a row of people doing perhaps Barrow um. Point to pinnacle and triple tops. I was going to say triple So we've moved out a bit yeah. earlier to put a bit of a break. And Barrow's a great training run for point to pinnacle. I was just um, thinking that
0: the seventh actually is the ring of rumour. It must be the sixth. Oh right,
1: race. there you go. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. A- and it's also um effervescence at Joseph Cromer I'm running yoga oh. in the vines with mimosas So I'm like, right, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah, what to do, you know, yoga in the vines. So I thought, oh well, that's not bad bad alternative
0: is it, it is. it's kind of crashing it i think it's this time of year isn't it Going running into christmas yeah because we're living in this glorified no covid zone at the moment yeah. there's all the things that would normally happen as st- to are still sort of scheduled to happen well i
1: think also too because everyone crams uh, stuff into our warmer months because and the weather is more predictable mm-hmm. and those things so it's, it, it happens every year yeah you know it's crazy but anyway i guess okay, so if you're a yeah. person
0: who loves to get out there and do stuff you've got copious amounts of choices which is kind
1: of cool (laughs) yeah yeah it's interesting because because i haven't been able to run as much over the last how many years with you know some injuries and things i i've taken up more road riding and it and but i've found the same thing to be true of running and riding you know it people's um reason for doing things are really no different It, it doesn't matter it's running riding swimming yeah, it's the same principles of what people get out of it as to why they keep going, that or why yeah. they enjoy it. Mm. the coffee at the end. No, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's part of it. And it's a time out. I think more and more people are recognising yeah, yeah. that it's the mental side of exercise yeah. that's the most, you know, really Beneficial. important to them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the friendships and the experiences. You hear that? You know, people are after experiences in life now. They're realising that health is the new wealth. They're realising that. Yeah you know it oh, doesn't like matter how that. much you do yeah i like that health is in your well. like it is yeah and <laughs> yeah people are, are recognizing the experiences and um other things that give you a great deal of satisfaction and we get yeah. to take advantage of that in tasmania with both because of the nature of where we live and mm-hmm. and the environment and and access to things and because of obviously we haven't been in co- you know struck by covid yeah. so much so
0: um
1: or affected so much Yeah, mm. yeah,
0: um, when you're running, do you listen to stuff? Like this is kind of related to the mental mm. stuff. Do you, uh, are you well, a headphone person or are you a, what are
1: you? Oh, mean? so funny. I, years ago, I used to do predominantly all my running on my own because of work, you know, work, anyone else was running, I was always working. So back then I used to listen to music all the time. And now um, I'm ashamed to say I rarely go for a run on my own. It, it's rare that I'll run on my own. I just get... I, I'm more likely to jump on the bike now and ride on my own than I would run and maybe because some of the joy has gone from running in the sense that it doesn't flow as well and it's harder and it hurts a bit more and I don't yeah. recover as well so um but if I did go for a run on my own I would definitely take music yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so your music uh, listen or a podcast yeah oh. yeah mostly yeah actually I'm again I'm not really a podcast girl you know, I think the only podcast I've ever listened to is the one by Fiona Reynolds um our local Fiona who did one on um I think it was called Accidental Heroes and so yeah. I, I think that's the only podcast I've ever listened to my <laughs> Well, of course, I'll be adding yours to my list. You'll have to listen to your own podcast. I think I might need somebody else's own. That's what people
0: say. Oh no, it was really cringy. I didn't want to listen to my own. No, no one likes to hear (laughs) themselves. So, when you're actually, what do I suppose it matters whether you're necessarily running or riding or any of these other Mm. exercise things you're doing? Hmm. What kind of things are you thinking about? So, obviously, if you're running next to someone, you're often chatting with them, so that you're Hmm. thinking about whatever that conversation is. But on those times when you're, you know, off by yourself, what can, mm. like you don't have to give us details because not everybody. Uh,
1: I, I guess <laughs> like most people, I'd sort through issues in my head, like what yeah. am I going to do about that or how am I going to solve that or how will I answer that email or um, uh, think about kids a lot and, yeah. you know, what do I need to do there and what things have they got coming up and am I being a good parent and oh. you know, all those deep, deep questions of how did I handle that. Um, yeah I think it's a mix of personal things and and of and of work related things and I think sometimes you don't think you're thinking about anything but you have in fact worked through some issues in your head but I think yeah probably sometimes I plan sessions or um, sometimes I'm yeah trying to um, appreciate
0: you know what's going on around me you know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I yeah I think probably more the things going through my mind and things I want to sort Sort in my head or if something's really worrying me you know trying to really identify what part of it is worrying me and well okay that might be worrying but what are you going to do about it how are you going to mm. solve that problem how, yeah. what's the action you're going to take? Yeah. i think that's often what i think about because the worrying mm. isn't going to solve it <laughs> no no i think i said you work through it and you get rid of the angst by the exercise and then you've got you find that you've reached a, a conclusion of what you need to do it and what yeah. your options are
0: i've mm. always found that especially the longer the run, the more brilliant the idea seems. And then <laughs> I stop running yeah, and I'm easy. in the shower and I'm thinking about it later. I'm like, actually, that's not such a great idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, you've sorted out your options anyway. Yeah,
0: that's right. I think something yeah. about how much oxygen... Your brain doesn't have with the longer runs, perhaps yeah well, why they're not such great ideas by the end. But
1: shorter and runs been, tend to be better. <laughs> yeah, they do. And I've had runs over the years with friends who decide on long runs that they're going to do, like you know. Mm. Sally McLean's a classic. She loves to like do riddles or things. And I'm sorry, I just no, I can't think that <laughs> my brain's, you know, not capable of it. And um, yeah, so people sometimes solve problems or otherwise they're just trying to literally give you a completely different distraction of (laughs) of, um of what you're thinking about but yeah look I think you try and sort some issues in here but I do try and actually enjoy the exercise sometimes as a break from those things too so sometimes I'm just going I want to go out and enjoy the sun Enjoy how my body feels, or enjoy being able to move and and not think about the things that, that you know, like work. Yeah, that are, that are on my mind.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, if you were to think back, well, I'd like you to think back. <laughs> your favorite run doesn't have to be a race; just your favorite. Can you think oh, of a time when that was like, ah, oh, this is just everything was lovely.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> everything gosh. yeah. The flow, description for it gosh um gosh there's so many runs over years uh oh. look i, I was just been on a sunny warm day and the sun is out and you're in a nice place running and yeah with
0: friends
1: maybe. yeah like nothing there's no specific I've had lots of I said lots of runs over the years so I've come back and just on that was really lovely and how nice yeah. um Maybe sometimes, um, like I've done some runs overseas, where we've seen yeah. run around a corner and seen some really historic, you know. <laughs> the, oh wow, there's yeah. So things like that can be a bit, a bit eye-opening. But usually there've been times where yeah, come back from running with a friend or through the basin. I mean, no, no one ever gets sick of running up the gorge, do yeah, they?
0: And that's I did that and today. <laughs> or
1: yeah, exactly. So. Usually they're just the actual, the mundane, you think they're going to be just another old run. It turns out to be, you know, really nice. And nothing really comes to mind. I did love the challenge of some of the races that I used to like doing, like Gold Coast um, one up there and they all hurt, but, you know, ones where you felt like you are really challenging yourself and you're going, right, let's see what I can do today. Or, or um, like ones I might've done with the kids, you know, in a fun run. Yeah. Or yeah. the other one I really used to enjoy really hard, but was um I used to really like Scott started uh, Brit, Scott started Bridport or the Lilydale Loop, nasty, yeah. nasty yeah. things. Or every year I still do Barrow, and I still think, yeah. oh wow, how lucky to yeah. to have yeah. this mountain here. Yeah, or Point Pinnacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, Point Pinnacle. That's wrong. I did. I've done Point Pinnacle about five times. Every single time I was in the hurt box and thinking, this sucks. I hate this. <laughs> Why are you doing this? But then you finish, and the satisfaction was so high because it was such a hard run that yeah. that was that was hard. That's hard to be. It's beat interesting, to. isn't it? The thing that goes on in our brain that yeah. even if the harder it is,
0: sometimes you cross the line, and it's like, oh, now I feel just amazing because it was. But it's equal <laughs> to how amazing you feel it's is equal to how hard it was. It's like yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of crazy that I don't understand that.
1: <laughs> exactly. no, I, I, well, I think that's human nature. You want to be challenged, yeah. and you, um, yeah, you, I mean that's half the reason why um, people will will do those. They want to see what they can do. They want to know what am I capable of. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Hmm.
0: So, how do you think that running has improved your life? So, if you hadn't had running in your life, what would you be missing? What, what's the main um, thing that running's given your life?
1: I think it's given me a sense of um, grit yeah. and discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, like you often, don't you don't always feel like dying for that run or you, you know, you, um, yeah, or it, I think running can really put you in the hurt box and it's not always comfortable mm-hmm. and, you know, you can be out of breath or something's hurting. And But I think it's given me a grit and determination to go, well, even things when things are hard or they they they're, they're hurting a little bit, again it's how you feel from doing it that made me feel a real sense of achievement for getting it. <laughs> the puppy dogs up on the desk got a puppy it's um, a puppy on the podcast yeah, yeah this is a, uh, a large sausage um she yeah I think you know you um yeah it's a sense of yeah achievement of um of of getting out on a cold day or a wet day or early or whatever the, the barriers are that would have made it easy to go, no, nah, I'm not going. So yes, definitely it. that. Um, again, just general fitness. I think it's just kept me um, fit enough to be able to keep up to do things and to enjoy life. Um, and I really feel like it, it's kept my energy levels up over the years. It's kept It's made me feel um, like uh, my energy levels allow me to enjoy um doing things with the kids and having enough energy to get through a working day as well as um be able to enjoy beyond that um and definitely you know we've come we've come back to it time time again talking it's the friendships yeah, you know yeah. they they it's a wonderful wonderful byproduct of um being active is the people you meet and sometimes you meet people that you'd never come across in any other circumstance yeah, or, yeah, yeah um so yeah that's definitely been a big part for me of that and the mental health yeah Mm.
0: um
1: how do you get out the door
0: like (laughs) on those days when it's just like (laughs) because we almost have them and oh yeah I feel like people like you whose profession is actually to do with um being physically fit um Mm. there's another layer of pressure or whatever So, Mm. you know, if I don't get out the door one day because I choose not to for some reason, I just feeling flat, or it's Mm. usually when you should go, by the way, (laughs) you're feeling Mm. flat, or the weather's pretty crappy or something. Um, nobody else will really care, you
1: know. (laughs) No, they don't. Again, I I think it comes back to that level of, um, yeah, that grit of, no, just get out and do it because, you know, you'll feel better. But um, I also think that if you don't go, if I always say, if you didn't go on all the days you didn't feel like going, you'd hardly ever go because you (laughs) rarely feel like going. It's just that, you know, after the first 10 minutes you'll be fine. So I I feel I'm probably really disciplined with it because, again, I know I'll feel worse for it later Mm -hmm. And the guilt of not going, or the feeling of disappointment in myself, yeah. is is worse than yeah. the actual getting out there, for, you know, and doing it. Uh-huh. And I also think, you know, you, you, it would create some very bad habits of, that would be easy to fall into. That oh well, now it's another day. And Do another you have any day. Tricks? Are there any tricks that you have that you use for yourself, or you're just
0: so disciplined that you don't need to? Oh
1: no, my my up? thing is how it will make me feel. I yeah. hate feeling. Um, I just don't like yeah disappointed or, or, or fidgety I get fidgety and, and I get a bit um, um, uh, yeah I just get toey and I just don't feel I just and I and I and I'll end up just taking five times as long to do things you know that need doing because I'm just kind of like you know, sometimes I had a day a week sorry a Sunday ages ago and I couldn't exercise in the morning of some family commitments yeah. or something we had on and I was kind of in my head going, no, it's all right just to have a day off. You can just, don't worry today, you know, like just don't worry. And then I had another family commitment. That And then I got to about three o'clock and everything and, those commitments had finished up and I was kind of like, no, you can have a day off or whatever. But by 3.30, I was like, I'm just going to go for a quick run because again, (laughs) I was just antsy. I was just like, I'm not getting anything done. I might as well in the amount of time I'm procrastinating in my head and spending time thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Even if I went for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Yeah. That's better than it's actually more time effective than the 20 or 30 minutes. I'm going to spend pondering it, wondering, will I feel better? Should I go? And I think that's like the mornings. Don't think about it. Just get up and go before your body's had a chance to really think about it. I said
0: to someone the other day, because yeah, mornings tends to be one of my things. They just get, do it in the morning and then it's done. Yeah. But if I can't, because I've got meetings or something, I will actually have my running clothes on underneath. Whatever yes. you know, people can see on the Zoom. It's often Zoom yeah. for me meetings. So, uh, so that's one of my little things because yeah. that's that's less resistance then for me because I don't have to go get changed into my running clothes. Yeah, it's already there. That kind yeah. Of
1: thing. Hmm. I, again, it's just that driving factor of well, why are you doing it? There is no gun to your head. Well, I'm doing it because it makes me feel better, and I will sleep better, and I will be much more in control of you know staying staying on top of everything I need to get done and um and it's time you know it's time effective to actually exercise and, and be more productive afterwards as yeah. well do you find or over the years
0: have you found that you're quite goal focused as well so like when you were running training for the marathon so you would have had some kind of program that you were following yeah so do you sometimes yeah. find that is another thing that gets you out
1: the door do you yeah. mean in terms of crossing over to other areas of life or yeah, just just, running? just having goals like it was
0: particularly for exercise in this circumstance but having that goal that's there, and then knowing that you need to do these steps before you get there. So, for example, yeah,
1: plan. Yeah, just- I think so. And then I had a, I've had years with you know say when the kids were at different ages where it wasn't very goal oriented, and I was actually just quite content staying fit or just okay. doing being active you know, for good health and for the mental side of things and, yeah, some time out. And then in the last few years, again, I've become more goal-oriented again. And it's funny because my body won't match my goals or where (laughs) I want to be. But (laughs) nonetheless, um, and actually, again, COVID was that because no one was going anywhere or doing anything. So just within our little group to go, well, let's go do that event and make a weekend away of it or whatever. Again, put some goals back in. I actually realised that I enjoy that. Process of having yeah. A, yeah a goal to work towards and, to a, and and yeah and something in process and um and it, I mean a lot of the time with clients when people come and inquire about joining a group or doing PT that's the thing that's pushed them out the door is mm. is the fact that they're going oh, I need I need a goal and I need a process and someone to be accountable to and a reason yeah. to actually go and do it which yeah. makes sense isn't it you know totally the, yeah we're all Um, we all need a reason to do something. You know, find your why. Someone said that to me. Find your why, yeah, exactly. And they said motivation builds on motivation. The more you do something, the more you want to hold on to it or to get better at it or to Yeah, that's one of my 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 quotes I come back to time and time again. I love it. Um Mm. how long do you think you'll run for? I'm hoping I can run for a long time but I, I think I will need a knee replace knee replacements at some point and it's probably a, a matter of how much discomfort at times yeah. I'll I can put up with or um, I'm hoping I see people out and I think oh wow I just want to be like that you know and out there whatever like age when i grow love- up. <laughs> And again, fear of missing out on oh, any of my friends out there or people I like out there doing stuff that I'm missing out on doing it with them. So um, I'd like to think that I'll always be able to go out and go for a run, whether it gets slower and slower and naturally, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I'd like to think that, that, that that's something that will always know. be a part of my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. well I,
0: yesterday I interviewed a 75-year-old bloke. Yeah. He's still running. And a few months ago, I interviewed Betty and Betty lives in Brisbane and she's 78, had two hip replacements. I think she said she's had some knee stuff done too. She didn't start running till she was 40, but she's still doing very well, if not beating people in her age group. So.
1: yeah and that's the thing it's that whole thing isn't it, it doesn't have to be taken seriously just no. regularly you know that old campaign that came out by the Australian government years and years ago and if you can find the joy in it for whatever it whatever that joy is for you then why wouldn't you why wouldn't you just you know or if that you know if that becomes an option that is no longer viable find another option find something else that gives you a buzz or involves good people or good things you know Excellent. there's so many ways to be active now in such, yeah, you know, without having to, it always be the thing in your head you'd like it to be. I mean, life doesn't always work out, doesn't it? You, you sometimes <laughs> got to change, change change the direction you go with it. Absolutely. So, Megs, is there
0: something about running that you think we haven't covered yet? I'll ask you the last question in a minute, but do you think mm. we haven't covered yet that we should have covered that would encourage more people to start running or to... Uh, get back to running if they've had a layoff for a while
1: um I I mean I think Launceston as a place Mm -hmm. I mean when I I remember when you know we were in that group that would meet and there was a small group doing marathons and really you did not see a lot of people out running at that point and and the ones I did I and we had a phase with fit and kicking where we had massive running groups like massive groups training for Bernie 10 and other things because people felt like they needed to, they, they weren't a runner. So I yeah. joined a group yeah. and someone would tell me how to run and where to run and that's all fine. But now in Launceston, people, um, yeah, feel safe. There's loads of groups to join. Um, yeah. There's loads more events on to go and train for. And so I love that in Launceston, there's all these friendship groups and um and so many options to pick up a group to go and join with everyone there just to do the best they can and not worried about who's the fastest or how far you can run yeah. and, and I think that's you know a fantastic part of um, of what's emerged in launceston mm. that's become the norm really i'm wondering um, if that's the same kind of everywhere like if like park run was probably what i was going yeah, to get to is that park runs, to, that park part run's
0: part of kind it. of burst open this kind of accessibility definitely. for many people to running
1: definitely cool. and look awesome. at all the amazing people in launceston who have just started mm. up free running groups and yeah. and yeah. and say we want anyone and everyone to come and join us you know look what the buddies have created um, so you know, take your hat off to all those people who who started as people who started in, in groups with people like us, and then have gone out and yeah. said, "Come and join us. Let's go for a run." And we don't care whether you run for you know ten minutes or thirty minutes or you yeah. know that that's just wonderful to create safe spaces and and place where people feel like they they didn't. I don't think people now think, oh, I have to be a runner. I think they now yeah. go, oh, I can become a runner too. Yeah, yeah. It's a different different way around it. That's why so, we yeah, changed
0: think, the, the Launceston Running Club um, tagline to We Run for Fun because it was yeah. always considered to be, you know, oh, it's because yeah, fast people run. I'm like, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, no, not at no, all. No, no, I think that's fantastic about Launceston. No. Like, you know, you, you can't go out anywhere now without seeing lots and lots of people running. And, and it's, it's you know. It's fantastic. And I think, you know, so we 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 just forget here how many places there are to go running that are so close to the CBDs. Yeah, and that, that's got to be a, a, a big part of it too. You know, yeah. so someone gets get off the road and get onto the trails and be on their own and not see lots of people they can, or they can be, mm-hmm. you know, going, oh well, better run on Elf Road so that I keep my shoulders back and I stay looking, you know, because a lot of people are <laughs> gonna see me, you know.
0: And i watch all those driveways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: All right, Mets, a tip or tips for beginner runners. What do you think? Mm -hmm. To get people started and so that they'll be consistent and and keep going. Because I think a lot of people start running and then they stop because they decide they're not runners, which is just not true. Everyone can be a runner.
1: Yeah, I don't think they stop. Well, is that the reason they stop? Because I think they're not a runner? I'm not sure of that. (laughs) I think um, people stop because they haven't... um, for example they haven't um found the right group for them you know like yeah they haven't joined a group that's been really encouraging and sort of you know helped them to get from a to b and and to see improvements uh my tips are probably the same as as you've heard a thousand times so i would always say have a friend to meet or a group to meet excellent it's so much easier to get out the door. <laughs> accountability um commitment but also company and distraction and encouragement and um so definitely you know have someone to meet and i always say put a social element in there yeah we keep going back to the coffee have have someone that you meet for a run and then have a coffee with because that's just a simple joy in life to just do something nice and you know and put a reward in for it Mm -hmm. um and I would say, yeah, things like park run, fantastic. Mm. Turn up. No one cares whether you take twenty minutes or forty minutes. Start with the jog. Add more runs in as you get fitter. And and that would be yeah, my next tip: start slow. Start with yeah. jog. Add a bit more running in. Go back to a walk. Jog walk jog yeah. walk jog walk. Um, I think jog walking is the best advice you can give anyone when they're first starting out. Don't 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 even worry if you only do two, you know two kilometres. Doesn't matter. Do it on time. Just say I'm going to go out and jog walk alternately for 20 minutes. Yeah. Build my time, build the amount of time I would build running and, and keep it simple, yeah. you know.
0: Don't like overthink that. it. Especially the keeping um, it simple is very important. Cause
1: it Yeah, it is. And I the only other thing I'd say, you know, from a I guess a trainer's point of view is that yeah. you're trying to help people understand that it's probably always gonna be hard, mm-hmm. um especially at first, that it's just trying to get past that point. Where it's really, really tough, and you feel like you're really out of breath, and you're not getting into a rhythm, it's about sticking with it, and that's any exercise until you get past that that initial phase. Where then there'll be a little bit more flow, yeah, and then you, then you start feeling um, it gets a little bit easier, and you get used to being in discomfort a bit more. Mm-hmm. So you've got to push past that phase a little bit and get into a routine of, of going. And and then my other phrase I use a lot in fitness is consistency is the key. Yeah. So you go for a run once every three weeks. It's probably never going to get easier. It's never going to get past that phase of feeling like it's not flow. So you got to, consistency is the key. Yeah. yeah. So how regularly,
0: just out of, <laughs> out of interest, would you be like, would you go like three times a week? What would you say?
1: Running. Yeah, like uh, probably for, a, run. for a new person yeah oh for the for a new person to run yeah. oh look i always think if you're starting out i would just aim for a couple of times a week okay two times mm-hmm. is enough to kind of get a little bit of a rhythm going mm-hmm. any like once a week is probably just not quite enough is it to yeah, get for the for your, your lungs yeah. to get used because i think at yeah. least when you
0: haven't run for a while because you've been injured or something or traveling yeah, it's, it's like, your lungs oh. i think that seems to yeah. be the first the thing you're less fatigued worse. really
1: quickly yeah, yeah i'd yeah. say two maybe three times a week when you're first starting out and mm-hmm. then Um, and even then for some people they don't necessarily need to ever run more than that they're going they they might say well I want to cross train I'm going to swim other days it's low impact and again I enjoy it and it's good for me I'm going to run three times a week or two times a week and I'm going to go to the gym and cross train I'm going to do some resistance work or on the weekends I want to go bushwalking with my kids or uh, do different activities Okay. Yeah, everyone's got to find the thing that floats their boat and works for them yeah. and fits in their 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 schedule and mm. their commitments too. You know, people gotta be realistic about they do how
0: it all fits too. It is a lifestyle change though that I think some people are looking for and under it's a bit like going on a diet, I guess. That's probably what I'm trying mm. to say. Is as in it shouldn't be a diet, it should be, no, it's a, lifestyle to be a
1: yeah. And
0: you want to move to a lifestyle that has more movement in it and more exercise yeah definitely
1: um, yeah definitely and then I think people forget too that like anything you reset you refocus depending on what's going on in life yeah you've just had a baby or you've had an injury or you've had a family tragedy or your work situation changes reset refocus
0: yeah
1: you know you don't have to feel like it's a, a failed it's just a well get back on the back get back on the horse and yeah. get out there and, and have another nice. go I do remember one time. really funny thing that happened that I have to, I want to share that yeah, um, please do. I remember, I remember one day we did this, you know, long training run, it was, you know, 30, 35 Ks. And we the group of us were training for a marathon. And I, um, I remember sitting down the grass after this long run and saying to a few of you ladies, now don't shit me. Tell me is, is, is this marathon training harder or easier than childbirth? <laughs> And the response from a couple of the ladies in the group is always David, they're like, well, marathon training is good preparation for childbirth. (laughs) (laughs) I've never forgotten it. I can still actually remember where we were and, and yeah, where we were sitting. It's very clear and Very
0: what do you say now
1: are you It was good <laughs> I would say all of them end um with good things you know you go for a long run you get the satisfaction of finishing it and and you go through childbirth and you have this beautiful baby at the end of it so yeah. and like, then you have the them.
0: marathon after that which is like yeah, the rest exactly.
1: of it. <laughs> Yeah I would say you know there's you got to um have joy along with some discomfort in life to to get the best out, of, you know, well, best out
0: of well life you know, philosophically, and as, as well as actually um, mentally, the the science around how we deal with discomfort and pain actually mm. says we need to be more comfortable with discomfort and pain. Other, like for all sorts of reasons, including. How do you even know if something's awesome and great if you don't have something to compare it with? If you don't have something that's, like, really hard, how do you know when it's really good, for example? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, that's that thing around mental health for kids, isn't it? It's Mm. one of the things that's emerged. We don't allow kids to try and fail at things or to be out of their comfort zone. So they never really, you know, and I always say to our kids, you know, some of the hardest things I've done in life have been the most rewarding. They, They were the things that I've most grown from or... Um, learn from all the things that have been the most satisfying, and if I hadn't, um, and I don't know where that comes from—whether it was mum or dad—or, but I've always been willing to try things and go. Oh, well, I don't know if I've bitten off more than I can chew here, or and had things that have frightened, you know, frightened, frightened me no end to do. But they have always been the things that I've gone. I am so glad <laughs> I did that because even if I didn't reach, you know, yeah. where I was hoping to be with it this is what I got out of it. So I think
0: running is very much like that. There's so many sayings like that. What is it? If you shoot for the stars, you'll still hit the moon. You know, there's all those kind of stars. You
1: might miss it, but land among, shoot for the, no, what is that? there is something like that, but
0: it's like, anyway. You'll you'll land among
1: the stars. Even if you miss it, you'll land land among the stars. Yeah, shoot for the moon. It's like,
0: yeah, Um, I have a big problem with the fact that we don't, allow our children to fail in fact i think it should be celebrated when they do fail almost more yeah, than absolutely. when they succeed for the reason yeah. for what it teaches us and a lot of if you look at history and when we've had the biggest um biggest steps and advancements it's when people have failed millions and millions of times before the oh, yeah you know, it's like none of nothing there's no win straight out of the gate as a rule it's very very rare almost yeah. everything starts with a fail with a failure or many or minutes.
1: also teaching them that you don't actually have to be good at something to do it. And I think running's like that. You don't have to be the best runner out there. You don't even have, you don't, you actually just can go out there and do it for the sake of enjoying it. It doesn't have to have a, you know, you had these discussions in our household about things. And sometimes, you know, you, you find your kids as, as all people have strengths and weaknesses Mm. and we've had conversations around, we, you know, you can actually just do that for the fun of it and not because you'll necessarily getting accolades out of it or because you're going to be good at it. Just do it if, yeah, you've made friends out of it or it's given you confidence or it makes you feel good or it's a new avenue to learn a new skill. And I think running is really good like that. It teaches you that, you know, I don't have to necessarily be good at this. I just, I can do it because it has other benefits for me, you know, and you hope that the benefits... You know some people start with extrinsic sort of reasons mm. for, for exercising, you know it's because their doctors told them they need to lose weight or they need to be healthy and and you can hope with those people they get past that point, and it becomes intrinsic yeah. to do yeah. it. Yeah. but um you yeah, know I definitely think there's a whole range of things around exercise with kids we could we could we could teach and do better, mm. you know but they'll tell you, there's a whole lot of parents out there who are fantastic with their kids and get out there and do, do awesome things for the kids. Look at you know, look at the Duffies and and how they've promoted you know um, kids' with disabilities and yeah. getting out there amongst it. So there's a whole range of people out there that we 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 can focus on instead and go, wow, well, nice. that's the way to go about it. Lots of examples. Yeah. Amazing where we are
0: in another 15 years from now. Who
1: knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting, won't it?
0: Yeah, it's exciting because because I think as yeah. you said before, we touched on with Park Run having running seems to have exploded and and people yes. taking taking on who never would have thought that they or even exactly. actually had some people here on the podcast who've only been running yeah. for sort of a handful of years and it's like oh <laughs> you know yeah just, and they're really quite um enamored by it they're kind of you know i wanted to say but they're kind of like oh they thought they just love running and they just want to do everything
1: yeah oh that's one of the recent australian olympians who did the marathon wasn't she someone who only took up running really late in her life um diver or um yeah. Yeah. I think she, I heard she's, I she... Yeah. And he mm. took it up like in her 30s or something. And who would know that she had this Little amazing talent. ability? Yeah. yeah. And just awesome. and could pick it. I think she I think she's the same one who would, I don't know if it's the same lady who would then train in the kitchen on a treadmill with all yeah. the all the um steam and the whatever to try because she had kids <laughs> or there was a few stories around like that about people adapting to the you know the conditions they had to deal with. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's amazing what training. they do. Anyway, it's amazing what people do. It is. Oh,
0: Meg, it's been awesome to talk to you and I knew it would and I knew that you'd be full of amazing inspiration and ideas and tips and oh, I all of the I things. I don't
1: know that. I don't think yeah. I'm any different to anyone else out there in Lonnie I think, or anywhere. I think if you find something you like or you feel like you've been blessed by participating in it, then you feel feel lucky in life. So there's loads of, I don't, I don't think I'm any different to anyone else out there who's been enjoying running for a long time and, and the, know the benefits of it but it's still inspiring to hear you talk about it. Oh, well, that's very kind, very <laughs> kind. I'm actually more inspired by the people around me than anything I've ever done myself, you know. I, I, I love seeing in stories and hearing stories and seeing people and what they do. And I think people are, human nature is fantastic to study, yeah. isn't it? Pretty exciting. <laughs>
0: All right, I hope that we have encouraged some people to get out there and run. If you haven't already run, or if you are a runner, that maybe you'll just put your shoes on and head out the door now. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Go and then don't think of it as running you know if it if you break it down if you've got to go well I'm going to go for a walk and a jog and I'm going to do a few dips at the park don't, don't think of it as a run sometimes you've got to take that analogy out of it oh. too I'm going to run that's overwhelming sometimes
0: <laughs> you'll be you'll be proud of us today we decided that we have never ever done this before but we saw a couple of blokes for a few weeks in a row and we talked to them at, not that we haven't done that uh, we have of course talked to them <laughs> You know they, they were doing a like,
1: playground weren't they they were, were doing they? exercises on
0: the playground <laughs> yeah. anyway yeah. it, so my friends and I they were running with we said oh when we stop like we would normally stop and read and regroup hmm. let's do a couple of push-ups oh my yeah. gosh we've never done that before like <laughs> <'cause you just laughs> go for a run and then have a coffee but anyway we stopped and did 10 push-ups off oh, our knees but, you know, if we do that every right. week for a while, we Better might... do
1: good technique. Yeah, do technique and do 10 on your knees and do 10 crappy ones on your toes. And yeah. it's all about trying things, isn't it? Yeah. Who cares? It's all anyway. upper body springs. We might keep that up. We'll see. It's a bit of you have to add 10 dips and 10 tricep dips oh, to the next Can you again. stop now? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting excited. Getting excited. No, it's getting
0: excited. <laughs> anyway, it has been an absolute pleasure, Meg, to talk to you. And I knew it would stay on because i'll say goodbye to you as well off the recording but i just wanted to say a massive thank you for you um, sharing all your wisdom and your time because our time is very precious and i do appreciate it
1: i was glad to be asked thank you
0: thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey so send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.